0: To Jim Paris Live, your source for the latest news on money, politics, prophecy, and preparedness. And now, your host, the editor in chief of ChristianMoney.com and the author of more than 30 books, Jim Paris. All right, hello, everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Great to have you with us. I think I'm a little bit too loud here. There we go. It's uh, always fun being your own sound engineer, adjusting the the dials on the fly here. Uh, Great to be with you. I had a tremendous morning today. One of my new routines is I've been going up to St. Augustine really super early on Sundays. And one of the things I love about Sundays in St. Augustine is it's free parking so you can get a street. Uh, spot on you know a a parking spot on the street and then it's free which is really cool uh so and then i've been what i've been doing is watching church online so that's uh, kind of an alternative for me but uh, i had a really good uh, time up there today uh walking around getting a little bit of coffee and then my favorite little guilty uh treat is i get some french fries from my favorite french fry place and this is kind of a little strange thing that i do i get ranch Little cups of ranch and also little cups of ketchup with my French fries. I'd never done the dipping in ranch thing until about seven or eight years ago. There was a little place uh, called Cruisers. It was like a burger place in St. Augustine. They're no longer there, but they used to serve their French fries with ranch dressing on the side. And it was so good. And i never done that before so now that's kind of a routine Uh, i'm kind of the strange guy at this other place that (laughs) that asks for the ranch dressing uh to take with my french fries so but in any case uh had a great day i've been getting in a lot of miles uh, on my bike we've got a big show lined up uh tonight for you if you're new and we're getting a lot of new listeners to the program so just a little bit uh, of information if you go to JimParisRadio.com you can go there and see all the different places where you can download the show. And then as far as video goes right now, our video is on various Facebook uh, channels and also on Twitter. So if you want to follow me on Twitter, the name on Twitter is James L Paris. You can find me over there with the blue check Mark. And uh, we do rebroadcast the video a few times during the week over on the Facebook page, and there's a lot that I've been doing on Facebook with short videos, mostly about real estate and mortgages, and uh, those videos are available. And if you um, if you try to to become my friend on Facebook, you can't because I already have the maximum number of friends, which is five thousand. However, you can go over to ChristianMoney.com on Facebook. So find the Christian Money page on Facebook. You can follow that, and that doesn't have a limit. And pretty much, I don't know, probably 90% of what I post on the personal page, I also post over there at ChristianMoney.com. So that's another way uh, to follow me if if you want to follow me online. Um, I don't post too much on Twitter right now. I should be, um, but it's mostly... Uh, the video uh, of the show, which goes on there a few times a week. So in any case, uh, that's a little bit, uh, you know, for those that are new and tapping in. And um, one other kind of interesting thing is I do personally answer all my emails. So a lot of times people want to reach out to me. They have a question about personal finance or mortgages, which I'm in the mortgage industry. So that's cool if you want to reach out to me, Jim at com. And you don't go into... Uh, you know, like uh, a phone room with, with people that answer that for me. I answer every email and um, I'm able to do that. It's, it's really neat to be able to establish relationships with people. I also personally answer all my Facebook messages. So those are two ways to get in touch with me. So I'm in trouble with a lot of people on Facebook right now because let me tell you what happened. So uh, Trump uh, posted online congratulating Kellyanne Conway on her divorce and referring to her husband as disgusting and unattractive. So if you don't know, George Conway, Kellyanne Conway's husband and Trump have had this like long-standing public feud uh, where name calling and, you know, very much like kids on a playground. And it's it's ridiculous. It really is. Um, but I posted that on my Facebook, these kinds of posts by Trump are the reason that I lean more towards DeSantis these days for 2024. And um, I'd say it's about 50-50 people, about half the people agreed with me that Trump should not be um, getting involved with these personal attacks. And then the other half said, yeah, but that's Trump. And we like him, you know, he's experienced, he's going to have the great Trump policies and all of that. And I keep saying that DeSantis is Trump without the baggage And one of the follow-up comments that I posted was, as somebody personally that's going through a divorce, and I know how tough that can be on someone, uh, and also the fact that the Conways have four children, I just don't see anything good out of this marriage breaking up. And the fact that Trump is going online to celebrate that, I think it would have been far more classy to say, hey... My former advisor and good friend, Kellyanne Conway, and her husband are splitting. Uh, let's all remember their family and our thoughts and prayers. That would have been classy. Uh, and that I wish you both the best. That would have been classy. And that would have been the kind of thing you, you would hope to see. But uh, to go online, congratulate her on divorcing her husband, refer to the husband as disgusting and unattractive. I don't know. I just have a problem with that as a Christian. And I please don't understand. I haven't gone uh, Beth Moore on you or John Piper. I am not a never Trumper. If it came down to it and it was Trump versus whoever, whether it's Biden or or whoever is the nominee, I'm voting for Trump. So let me make that perfectly clear. But on the other hand, if I had the choice, if, you know, I could, uh, you know, wave a magic wand, I would rather have DeSantis than Trump because I think we get the Trump policies without the baggage. <laughs> that was my only point, but I guess I'm in a lot of trouble uh, for doing that. So people are upset. Uh, so there was a big CPAC uh, meeting and Trump spoke there, and there was a straw poll, which is kind of meaningless. It's you know typical that uh, the bigger name you know would would win, and so Trump wins in a landslide a straw poll at CPAC. But keep in mind though that CPAC is your most ardent, hardcore uh, Republicans and mostly the far right Republicans like myself. You know, I would consider myself far right as well. Um, But I'm just saying that in order to win a presidential election, you have to bring in not only all the Republicans, but also some independents. And I just wonder if Trump's day's aren't over as far as political uh, days go. And he came out uh, also and said that if he's criminally charged, so there's this Atlanta grand jury situation, there's uh situation still brewing in New York regarding uh tax evasion allegations and all of that. I, you know, I'm not a, a big uh, believer that much of those, much of those um, accusations are, are going to pan out to be anything um but you know it it they are political witch hunts i believe and i don't think trump will ultimately be criminally charged uh but he did say that if he is criminally charged he is still going to run for president um so that's interesting just to hear him say that it's kind of um uh, i don't know unprecedented really to to hear about a former president that's running again making reference to possibly being criminally charged and then saying that he would continue to run despite that. So uh, I don't know, just, just interesting. Okay. So this story caught my attention because this is happening now in big cities all around America. Walmart has announced that it will be shuttering Portland locations months after Walmart CEO has made warnings about crime. So if you're not familiar with these big cities and what's going on, of course you had the riots uh, all related to, you know, George Floyd, the Black Lives Matter, all of those things. You had the riots, the buildings burned, all of those things. Um, you had the, um, the the section of Seattle that was taken over by thugs called, I believe it was called CHOP, the CHOP zone. Uh, so you had all this going on. But if you're not familiar with big cities, I grew up in Chicago. So so this is the thing where back in the day, uh, you know, if you go back 50 years, uh, people that lived in the city, could walk to their local grocery store and they could get milk and they could get lunch meat and they could get bread and all the, everything they needed was it's all within walking distance. And that's how a lot of these cities were built so that someone could, uh, you know, move into the city. They could walk to what they needed, whether it's a doctor's appointment, whether it's groceries, whatever. Um, So over time, as crime has increased, uh, and also, as the big box stores have begun to, you know, really own the the a large percentage of the market, you know, the Walmarts, for example, these little stores have gone away. And so what has happened, they call these food deserts where in these big cities there are literally uh, square miles where there are no grocery stores. And there are people that live in these areas that don't have cars and they have nowhere to buy groceries. So. One of the things that has happened over the years is that these big cities have made deals with stores like Walmart and Walgreens and and other big stores store chains. Hey look, you can you know have these attractive you know locations, but you also have to be in sort of the unattractive locations too. And so what happened was you know cities like San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago um, you know us big big cities in in New Jersey they would get these uh, these chains to put smaller stores in. I think Walmart calls them like neighborhood stores. But they sort of use this as a, you know kind of an inducement that, look, we'll give you these really preferred locations, but you've also got to help us to resolve this food desert situation. So now you have chains like Walmart closing stores because of crime, Walgreens closing stores, Target closing stores. And this is because you have cities like San Francisco that – uh, has made it uh, a public pronouncement that you can go into a store and you can steal up to $700 of merchandise and you won't be prosecuted. Uh, so bring your calculator and make sure you, you, you know how much you have in your cart as you run out the door without paying. Um, so this is the problem. Um, and, and this is what happens when we get into these lawless situations There are consequences to it. So someone that has a business that is based on selling things cannot afford more than a certain small percentage of shoplifting. And if the community has basically said, look, you know what, we're going to tolerate shoplifting, even if it's in the hundreds of dollars, um, these stores are going to leave. And so what's going to happen, just as is always the case, is that liberals don't think ahead They don't consider the unintended consequences of what, you know, they might be thinking, you know, and who knows, maybe in their heart they're thinking we're helping people because maybe only super underprivileged people that are hungry are going in and stealing groceries and we want to let them get away with that. We don't want to give someone a criminal record for stealing lunch meat. Um, Look, I don't know their heart, but I do know the consequences of not having law and order. And the consequences of that is we're going to be returning to these food deserts to where people can't find a place to get their prescription filled, to be able to get a gallon of milk, to get a loaf of bread. These stores are leaving and Walmart, which is um, not really a store that uh, probably wanted to go into the big cities. And Walmart is the first place to get, you know, raided and vandalized when there's a riot, when there's a Walmart in a city. So probably at corporate headquarters of Walmart, they they really would rather probably not be in these big cities. Uh, but they do it as, I think, a service to the people that live in that area. And a lot of times, like I said, it's like a trade off. It's like, well, we'll give you the store uh, in this one area that we wouldn't want to be in otherwise if we can have these other more attractive locations. So... It's kind of a trade off, but it is interesting to see that enough is enough. And these retailers are starting to flee. Now, this story was I remember this from, I don't know, two or three years ago. The the Christian college, it's called College of the Ozarks, apparently has filed a case with the Supreme Court asking the Supreme Court to let it keep separate dorms and showers for men and women. Can you imagine that in the year 2023 that we live in such a woke culture that this is now a question going before the Supreme Court that a Christian college, College of the Ozarks, may in fact be required to have co-ed dorms and co-ed showers If they don't get the ruling that they're seeking uh, from the Supreme Court, it's it's I don't know. I don't know what the word is. It's a shocking, appalling, uh, unbelievable. But it is where we're at as a culture. Now, this whole matter of this train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio, I continue to see stories online so this was uh today Sunday so this was uh yesterday there was a a major train derailment in Ohio again. This one was in an area called Clark County, Ohio. And so uh they asked people to shelter in place that were near this train derailment. And then they announced today that good news there was no toxic There were no toxic chemicals on this uh, in this particular train uh, accident. Uh, But as much as they the government did little, um, what was it? It was three weeks before Pete Buttigieg came out uh, to the site. Uh, I don't think Biden has ever shown up uh, in East Palestine yet. Uh, And the government was saying, you know, nothing to worry about here. Everyone move along. So now the EPA is saying that kids should be nowhere near East Palestine water and so there was this big uh, town hall meeting I guess they used one of the school gymnasiums near East Palestine and the people from uh, the railroad came out and government officials came out and what they're asking for there's a major major class action lawsuit but what these people are asking for that live within proximity of this train crash the the one that happened uh, about a month ago they're asking for Uh, money to be relocated and you know what i don't think that's unreasonable based on what we're hearing we're hearing that the water is polluted um the the ground is polluted the air is polluted Uh, these people have basically been put in a situation where the homes that they own uh, are now in an area that is toxic and of no fault of their own and they should be given at least money to be temporary, temporarily relocated until this can be cleaned up and they can know for sure that there's not any lingering issue. I, I had seen a, a story uh, about a week ago where they were saying that every time a train passes on this track that it stirs up what's in the ground and the dust comes up and then they test the air after a train passes and it's toxic again. And so this could be going on for, I don't know, many years into the future. I don't know. I'm not an expert on this and how you would clean it up or if you can clean it up. Uh, but why am I hearing so much about so many train derailments? I started posting these on my Facebook newsfeed, and uh, some people chimed in and said, hey, this is common. Uh, trains derail. It's not a big deal. I don't know. I don't know why I'm hearing so much about train derailments right now. Then there was a second one, like I mentioned, I believe it was yesterday uh, in Ohio. And then the latest news out of Ohio is that this so-called chemical bronchitis is now spreading throughout Ohio. And I don't understand exactly what this is, but if this is from the air and it's actually created... uh, a problem a medical problem in people's lungs and that can actually cause an infection that spreads i mean this is almost like a biological weapon if this is in fact happening so this is the latest they're saying that a chemical bronchitis is spreading throughout ohio i'm just so glad man that i'm nowhere near this because uh what a horrible thing i mean uh you know because of my divorce <laughs> I'm facing the possibility of having to move and the house is maybe going to be sold. I don't know. And it is um, disturbing, like not knowing where you're going to be, not knowing, you know, in in, in a month or two, am I going to be in the same location or not? I mean, imagine waking up some morning to a plume of, you know, black smoke and realizing that your water may be poison, the air may be poison and you have kids and, and all of that. I mean, what a horrible situation to be in. Okay, so we've talked about this before. And a lot of people are now using this chat GPT. This is an artificial intelligence platform. They're using this for a lot of reasons. I've talked about that people are using chat GPT to write articles, which is a really cool idea. But one of the things I used it for, and then I saw an article about this, somebody else doing this using chat GPT for getting article ideas. So What the prompt was, uh, this guy wrote an article and he said the prompt was, you know, help me to brainstorm articles. And then he put in his topic and then he said on uh, novel or obscure topics within this niche. And then it gave him like a whole list of topics that he could come up with uh, for article writing. So if you're a writer like me. One of the things that is tough some days is coming up with a topic like, man, what am I going to do? And this comes up for me, too, when I do these radio appearances, because I have certain radio stations that I appear on on a regular recurring basis. And I have to come up with a topic, write an article or make a short video. And then, uh, you know, I send the the bullet points to the radio host and I do the appearance. But using chat GPT to come up with article ideas, I have used that. And it really is brilliant. It's it's one great use of chat GPT. Okay, so uh, now that I have been uh, back in the mortgage business working as a loan officer now for almost a year, one of the things that has caught my attention is this scam, which is really ingenious. It's a scam of uh, stealing bank wires. So when there is a real estate closing, you're talking about six-figure amounts of money that change hands and that transfer of money is done through bank wires. So I want to tell you, I saw the story in the New York times. I think it was two or three years ago. A guy lost his life savings and here's how the deal went down. He went to contract to buy a $500,000 property and a day or two before the closing, he got an email that looked totally legit making reference to his closing and gave him wiring instructions to wire his funds for his closing. The only thing is, it turned out that the email was from a scammer. And his, his, his wire went offshore to this scammer. And he was never able to recover his money. Uh, he lost his $500,000 and there was no way to get it back. And unfortunately, that's the way this wiring works. So the wire scam, they'll move your money to the initial account, but then they immediately move it to other accounts all around the world offshore. And then it can't be even traced uh, to find out who was the thief and even where the money might be to try to retrieve it. And it can't be reversed. So because of this, title companies are warning their customers and they're warning them saying, look, um, if you get an email telling you to wire, uh, please call us and confirm that it's from us. And so I've been telling my clients this: if you uh, <laughs> if you get an email saying to wire, uh, that's cool because you're probably going to get an email with wiring instructions from the title company. But you want to pick up the phone and call the title company and double check. You know, hey, is this from you? Is this your bank account number that I'm going to wire to you want to make sure of that because man oh man this is an incredible scam and there is really no recourse once you wire that money to be able to get it back all right so there's your warning so we had a milestone that happened here just the other day it was reported that year over year homes have decreased in value that was a slight decrease year over year nationwide but Uh, it's the first time that we've seen homes not appreciate and actually go down in value since 2008. So a lot of people are making the comparison, 2008, the big real estate crash, the financial collapse, all of that. Hey, maybe we're going to have that again. I don't think that's a realistic comparison. There are so many differences between 2008 and what's happening now. But it does raise the question which is, is now a good time to get into real estate? And a lot of people are staying on the sidelines for a couple of reasons. Number one, they're seeing this. They're seeing that the prices are starting to level off and in some areas going down. Now, that's not true everywhere. So in Florida, in my area, we have had prices go down a little bit since the first of the year, but not much. Um, and we still have such a huge net inflow of people. I think real estate's going to continue to appreciate here in Florida for many years to come. Uh, so one of the reasons people are gun shy to buy is because of this leveling off of values. The other is interest rates, and they're just thinking, you know, they're they're worried about you know where rates are right now and where their payment would be. But let me boil this down for you because I know there is kind of a a big question that that people have, which is maybe I should wait. You know, maybe I should wait six months or a year or even two or three years before I buy. And the most compelling reason to buy instead of staying on the sidelines right now is the price of rent. If you look at the price of rent, it is still cheaper to own even at these interest rates than it is to rent. And that's because as much as people are upset about interest rates going up, the price of rent has gone up exponentially even more so than what interest rates have done to mortgage payments rent uh, increases have done to rent payments that is to say that you are still better off dollar for dollar in almost every city being an owner versus renting Uh, rents are incredibly expensive right now even for the smallest place uh you know I'm looking at rentals right now because I may have to move if my house is sold I'm trying to make a deal to keep my house in the divorce but if I have to move um, and by the way, for those people that hear me mentioning divorce, uh, you shouldn't mention your own personal life on your show. I mean, that is my show is, is what's going on. And, and, uh, you know, people know who follow me on Facebook that, uh, I don't want to be divorced. My wife filed for divorce after 36 years. So it is what it is. But in any case, I digress. So I'm looking at rentals and even the tiniest place, like a 600 square foot, one room studio apartment. Is going for like twelve or thirteen hundred dollars a month. And and you know, I just did a mortgage somebody closed on Friday with me, and their principal and interest payment is is less than that for a house that has five acres. Now, you know, it's clearly still a much better deal to own real estate than it is to rent. And that's probably the most compelling reason uh to be a buyer. And I did a video on this this morning and I want to just touch on a little bit and then refer you to Facebook to watch this video but there are still three great ways to buy with zero down and I'm just going to give you the brief overview here. The full video is on my Facebook page, Christian Money or my personal page James L Paris. Uh, so VA is zero down. We also have USDA loans which is for areas that are are considered rural which doesn't mean they're in the middle of nowhere. It just means they're like, from where I'm sitting, like within 20, 30 minutes, there's a ton of USDA approved properties for zero down, zero down. And then we have down payment assistance. So we have uh, all kinds of different programs where you can qualify to be able to get a grant to cover your down payment. So there are ways to get in with zero money down and get a mortgage. So if you want to find out more, about any of these three options, VA, USDA, or down payment assistance, you can uh, reach out to me with an email, jim at christianmoney.com, or you can send me a personal message on Facebook. One other thing that I did get into also this week on a video are these um, uh, so-called par plus mortgages. And what this is, you probably have heard radio ads where they say, we will refinance you and you will have no closing costs. So how that is done is they charge you a slightly higher interest rate than what you would otherwise get and then that increase in the rate creates a credit and that credit can be used to pay your closing costs. But what's really an interesting idea and a lot of people are doing this is they're actually uh, taking that higher rate than what they would otherwise be able to get to create this credit which could be thousands of dollars. They're using that either Uh, to cover closing costs and or put it in the bank and maybe both if they get enough of a credit uh, to be able to justify refinancing again in maybe six months or a year down the road. Uh, So one of the reasons why people don't uh, refinance right now is they think, well, you know, rates are going to come down and I don't want to have to pay twice. So one of the ways to get around that is to get a par plus loan and use that credit that you can generate Uh, To pay your closing costs or even pay your closing costs, plus give you some money uh, towards a refinance down the road that you can have uh, set aside. All right. I I have not been following this case. I just started watching the documentary on Netflix, um, this um, Murdoch uh, trial. So apparently this guy has turned out to be like a complete off the charts sociopath found guilty. Of killing his wife and son and apparently as it would go uh things uh he from what i understand from the commentary and the analysis on the trial is his own testimony is what sunk him and isn't that what they say uh you know in a murder trial don't testify you're better off not testifying and that i guess turned out to be the lesson here uh but what a bizarre family and story and it just goes to show you how uh money can corrupt people you know being rich and you know being able to do what you want because you're influential uh it it has its consequences in the end and this is certainly a family that uh seems uh, to have been totally completely uh off the rails for many many years uh before all this happened uh what a tragedy uh, really. And, um, you know, it's it's one of these cases where you see so many times where families um, like this, where they're dysfunctional, they turn against each other and it ends in tragedy. So uh, I I plan on, uh, you know, talking more about this case once I find out more about it. Uh, I am watching the Netflix documentary. I didn't watch the trial, but I think what I had heard was the Netflix documentary is going to have a new episode that will update us on what actually happened in the trial, sort of a capsulized version uh, of the trial. All right. That's all I've got for you this week. Thanks so much for joining me. Uh, I love getting together with you on Sunday nights. Uh, if you enjoy the show, please send me an email. Let me know Jim at Christian If There are any topics you would like me to cover that as well. Or if you have a personal question about mortgages or finances, I'll do my best to answer that for you. Uh, reach out jim at christianmoney.com. Thank you so much. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody.